Hey guys, today on the podcast we have Alec Foose, wide receiver at Hillsdale College. Um, he's going to talk a little bit about growing up in Bellevue, Ohio, a football town. Um, the best player he's ever played with, and also a fantastic story about Coach Nasani. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Bases Loaded Podcast. I'm your host, Gabe Kennedy, and today I'm joined by current college football player and Bellevue stud, Alec Foose. Alec, how's it going, man? It's going well. It's going well. How are you? I'm doing great. So uh, what grade are you in and where are you playing your college football? I am a redshirt junior and I'm at Hillsdale College, which is in uh, southern Michigan. Okay, okay. Um, So obviously, you know, not really – impacting high school football as much as far as your your spring game and, and spring practice and all that but how uh, how disappointed were you that spring was canceled due to all this COVID stuff it's it's tough it was just weird it was like you're so used to just being around football in the spring in college I mean you're with the guys every day uh you know you're spending most of the day with the guys and everything like that and then all of a sudden it was like bam like you're not going to see them for you know the foreseeable future so it's been weird uh and, you know, I just – you kind of need that spring a lot of the times too because that's where you're installing new stuff. You're going over, you know, mistakes from last year to fix. And when you don't have that time, it's I, – I think it's more so like for the young guys, uh, kind of get them up to speed, getting ready for college. So not having those weeks of practice, uh, we'll see how it goes in the fall. I, I'm sure our coaches will get us ready. We'll do some extra work and, and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, it was just – it was kind of just a crazy – crazy situation to be in i say everybody at least everybody is in the same boat right all your all your opponents yeah yeah exactly were you able to do uh some drills and stuff and, and work out at home yeah so our, our coaches stayed in good contact with us uh our strength coach was you know sending us all this information uh whether you had no equipment or whether you had some equipment to work out with he was sending us videos of him holding like cinder blocks and he was doing lunges and stuff with them like all right if coach is getting it done like we can get it done but uh you know just just kind of talking with the guys and uh you know different teammates and just holding each other accountable i think that was probably the biggest thing uh for that whole time period absolutely um so growing up in bellevue uh so much tradition there uh, describe a little bit about your experience growing up playing sports. Yeah, it's like playing sports in Bellevue is almost like a rite of passage, uh, especially football. Uh, I like to say football is king around here. Uh, you picture Friday Night Lights, like the movie and the show. It's that's Bellevue. That's what I try. That's how I explain it to people. But uh, I mean, I'm I'm in Bellevue. My both my grandfathers played football here. Um, the youngest, I have four older brothers. They all played football here. Uh, and there's just there's just so much, like you said, tradition that goes along with it. You almost feel like you're obligated to, you know, go and put on the red and white and, uh, you know, go play some football on Friday nights. So being the youngest and having th- – you said three older brothers? I have four. Yeah, I'm the youngest. Well, there's five of you. So backyard football back in the day since you're the, the, the little guy, are you the all-time snapper? I feel like that's uh, – <laughs> 
I would talk myself into games and uh, you know, my brothers were relentless. There was, I don't think I scored a touchdown or hit a home run or, you know, scored a basket until I was old enough to where I could actually do it by myself. There was, it was not easy sledding. At you had all. to earn it. You had to earn it. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so who are some uh, coaches or, or maybe even teammates growing up that have kind of helped you mold into who you are today? Yeah. Uh, you know, through middle school, uh, Coach uh, Jeff Ray, uh, he coached us through middle school, and then he hopped on staff in high school for my last two or three years there. And uh, he kind of got us into football, uh, and his passion for the game was just, I mean, we're in fourth and fifth grade, and this dude is given some good speeches to get us hyped up for this fourth and fifth grade game. Uh, so, you know, he played a, he played a huge part in that and uh, you know, going along, same thing with my brothers, just, you know, every Friday night being at a different stadium in the fall and uh, just kind of looking up to them and trying to follow their example as much as I could. Cause as much as I wanted to be like them, I wanted to be better. And just, just so I could have some bragging rights. Uh, and that's just kind of how it goes around our household. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, do you have any good stories about coach Nassani that you're able to tell on the podcast? Yeah, I got, I got, I got a pretty good one. Uh, so this was, this was my junior year. Uh, we were going into the NOL championship against Shelby actually. So, you know, we were prepping the whole week and uh, on Monday, start of the week, he, he said the theme for the week is going to be Freddy Krueger, right? And it was like, you know, anytime the Shelby players close their eyes, they're going to see us in their dreams. Like, they're not going to be able to get away from us. You know, that he wanted our mentality to be like that. So, you know, the whole week we're doing all oh, Nightmare on Elm Street, all that kind of stuff, right? And uh, so this was either Wednesday or Thursday. It's, it's after practice. And uh, we're sitting up in the team room. And we're going to, getting ready to watch some film. Uh, doing some more prep and everybody's up there all the coaches are up there all the players are up there ready to go and coach ends nowhere to be found and so we're sitting there you know a couple minutes go by and then you know five ten minutes and it was like all right where's coach on at like I'm ready you know to get home you know go eat some dinner get this football stuff done for the day and so we're sitting there and all of a sudden so the team rooms team rooms set facing this wall and then there's a door off to the left that you know everyone can see when you walk in and the door comes like it was almost out of like the exact movie door comes creaking open and all of a sudden like a full-on freddy krueger costume i don't know who was in it i think it was coach on i'm almost <laughs> positive it was coach on comes in and this this costume's gotta be like movie grade like it looked it looked real and so he comes in and he just stares at the team for probably no more than five to 10 seconds. It was really quick. And then he just disappears right back door closes and we're all sitting there looking at you like, what the heck's going on? And, uh, and then probably another two or three minutes later, coach N comes walking in, you know, what he was wearing for practice sits down, starts film. It doesn't even, <laughs> doesn't even mention anything about it. So he, like, he didn't bring it up. He didn't bring it up. Didn't bring it up at all. At all. Never, never talked about it. Oh my goodness. That is awesome. Yeah. Cause um, I was telling you in, in our pre-pod interview about, uh, you know, my perception of Bellevue and, and Coach Nassani is whenever we go up to Bellevue, or, or I guess in Shelby too when I was coaching, um, you know, we'd get there and you go through all your, your pregame stuff. And I, I felt like there was like 30 Bellevue coaches 
like all decked out in red and just staring. <laughs> and, and like I said, it, it felt like Rocky, you know, going and, and fighting Drago on foreign soil. It's like, what in the world, man? It's pretty intimidating. Yeah, it's, uh, I would like to say Bellevue is not a very uh, welcoming place to play, probably just intimidation, you know, big stands, big stadium. Uh, but uh, just going in there, I think the atmosphere is, you know, it's, it's good for high school football. It's good to get that experience. Absolutely. So has Coach Masani, he has never – have you ever asked him about that situation? No, I have actually have never brought it up. Not until you asked the question and it, and it hit me. I was like, I, you know what, I've never actually followed up with him about that. But <laughs> well, was, was he, like, dripping with sweat when he came in the second time? Because that would have given it away that maybe that was him, right? Yeah, that's true. I, I guess I just didn't – I wasn't – I was just more concerned with that I saw a real live Freddy Krueger in front of me after after practice you were shocked i love it that, that is awesome I, I was shocked yes um what are some uh, successes and failures you have had so far as an athlete uh i mean any athlete there's a lot of a lot of failures a lot of success but uh you know one one failure that kind of sticks out to me uh and it also ties in with uh probably my success uh was my freshman year i was you know, third string coming in, right? And uh, we're going into the Clyde game. And everyone knows the Bellevue Clyde, you know, kind of rivalry. It's It gets pretty crazy. And so uh, we're going into that week. We didn't have our starting quarterback. And so we're on to our second string. And uh, so we get in the game. Uh, we're down in a couple of scores. Uh, we're not playing very well. And next thing you know, our second stringer goes down. So I'm all that's left. And we're in the we're in the second half, and you know I'm master. You know it's next man up. So, you know I go I go in there, 130 something pounds I think at that point, and uh, you know I had to. We're down a couple scores. We got to throw the ball around, and uh, you know I managed to throw it to the team, the other team, three times in one half, and that just you know I just remember feeling after that game. I think that's was actually what made like my passion for football grow just because I remember sitting in that locker room dead silent and I'm just thinking like was there anything that I could have done before this game to you know maybe be more prepared maybe I could have worked harder the summer before or you know just leading up to it and so I think that's that's when it really clicked for me and I was I, you know I made the decision I was like I'm not gonna feel this way again I don't want to feel this way again so uh, you know, from there on out, it was, you know, you got something to prove, play with the chip on your shoulder, head down, let's get to work. And that's just kind of where I went from there. And then, so, you know, fast forward three years later, it's my senior year, still haven't beaten Clyde. And you know, that's the one big thing you want to check off on your resume here at Bellevue. And, uh, you know, we had just dropped a game to Perkins and everybody was counting us out. You know, it's going to be a running clock in the second half that kind of thing. And I just remember that week in practice, Coach N, you could just kind of tell there was like a different, there's a different atmosphere going on. Like within the field house, it was, we're going to win this game on Friday. Like not a single person was questioning it. And I think that's big too. Like if you have everyone on board, everyone's working towards the same thing, then that outcome becomes much more realistic. So we're going into it. Uh, we play them on Friday night. Uh, this packed house it was crazy I think that game was actually on 
9-11 or maybe it was the day after so they had the fire trucks there with this huge flag it was just this you know a couple thousand people there and uh you know we're going into it we're like we can't get beat at home right now like this is this is not going to happen and so we ended up we played probably the best team game that i've played in in high school uh and we ended up winning 66 to 22 which was which was awesome that was probably one of the most memorable games that i've played in awesome that is awesome. Um, explain the, the recruiting process a little bit. Obviously, uh, you know, having a, a fantastic career at Bellevue, um, you've got some options. How'd you end up at Hillsdale College? Yeah, so I think um, I had a good sophomore year, and that's when I really, uh, you know, I sat down and talked with, you know, my parents and my brother, and that conversation started to happen. Like, you know, if, if you really want to play college football, we got to start doing stuff now. Uh, and so just – they talk about like the camp circuits and uh, you know, hitting this camp and that camp and it's, it's grueling. It's a grueling process. Uh, and even at like a division two level, being a division two recruit, uh, it's grueling. You have coaches talking to you, uh, you know, you're trying to make all these connections and you're trying to go to these different camps and work out while also preparing for the, your upcoming season. And so, you know, being able to balance all that stuff can get pretty hectic, but uh yeah, after senior year, I had some offers out there, uh, took some visits, uh, and Hillsdale College ended up coming out on top for a school that contacted me my junior summer, I think it was, or junior spring, and invited me to a game, and I had never heard of the school before. I, you know, I just sent it to my brother. I was like, hey, like, this is who contacted me today. Uh you think we should go up? He's like, yeah, I mean, might as well. You get, you only get to do the process once. So you might as well go out and get the experiences. And so we went and then, you know, went to the camp that summer, had a good senior year, visited again. And I, I remember taking my parents up there because uh, they hadn't seen them. I visited twice and they hadn't gone with me. It was my brother that was with me. And, uh, you know, they talked to the coaches. We sat down, we visited campus, did all that stuff. And I remember them being like, we're sitting outside the bookstore and they're like, you know, you got some good options ahead of you and like, we'll support you any way you want. But, uh, you know, we think that this is a really good school and like, you know, kind of pushing me that way. And I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm ready for this process to be over. You know, I, I love it here. I love the coaches. Uh, you know, I love the teammates that I met already. I can see myself being here for the next, you know, four, four and a half years. And I said, let's go to the bookstore. We'll get a shirt. Let's get this done. <laughs> and so that's just kind of how it went. It was, it was kind of surreal. It was uh, just kind of a snap of the moment thing. And, uh, and we just went with it and I, I wouldn't change anything. Have you been able to uh, host any recruits on visits? Oh yeah. Uh, we've done that. Uh, I think I've hosted, two or three guys actually hosted uh clay uh, schulte from oak harbor he was uh he was a pretty uh good recruit for us uh he ended up signing with uindy but that was a good time just because you know he has connections to uh bellevue with the centauro sure. family and stuff like that so like i knew of him uh he knew of me uh so we were just kind of you know he was able to come up and got to hang out for a little bit show him around and yeah it was a good time is there is there a go-to dinner spot that you guys always take the the kids the recruits? 
Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> there's uh there's two different places depending on which one's packed and which one's, you know, less packed really. Uh, there's Cavoni's, which is an Italian grinder place. They, they sell these subs that are just to die for. And uh, there is uh, El Cerritos, which is just your typical Mexican restaurant, but I don't know what they do to the food, but it is, it's the best Mexican food I've ever had. <laughs> so, so when you guys go to those, you know, out to eat with the recruits, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, ask your questions before dinner comes or, or after we're all done eating. Cause I don't have time to answer stuff when I'm mashing down on this food. Right. Exactly. And it's always funny. Cause like you can tell the recruits are nervous, you know, they've never met you before. And we usually try to group them together. We'll get a couple going, we get a group of guys uh, eating together. And it's always like us talking to them right, or talking right. to each other and they're just kind of sitting there and they don't finish their food or you know for whatever reason and so you just you know you get on them about that a little bit but you know it's all fun yeah to say what if they say you know yeah the food was okay do you go back and tell coach hey man we don't want this kid hey this this kid's <laughs> not gonna cut it he doesn't like cavonis this is not gonna work out <laughs> oh man so what uh what, what are some personal goals you've got for yourself for the upcoming season yeah personal goals I just want to you know just keep contributing any way I can uh I just keep working hard lead by example I'm, a, I'm the oldest guy in our uh, wide receiver room now so you know I kind of taken upon myself and a couple other the older guys to you know we're really gonna hammer down and you know get better as a group uh and we got some individual stuff we need to work on and so we're just trying to, you know, get together, get better as a group. And then as far as personally, just keep playing at a high level, really uh, doing anything I can to make sure my team's in a good position to win. So, so, so far in college, um, you know, you, you've worked your butt off and you've kind of worked your way up the ladder a little bit, right? Didn't you uh, get some starts and some playoff games? Yeah, I did actually. So uh, I registered my first year and that's, it was much needed because you're playing 22, 23 year old guys and you're 18 years old. And it's just like the physicality of the game is just so different from what you're used to. So that redshirt year really helped me. Uh, you know, I was able to eat more, put some muscle on, uh, learn the offense, get comfortable and whatnot. And then, uh, yeah, going into that following year, my first uh, year of eligibility, uh, I was able to get on some special teams and, you know, playing here and there throughout the game on offense and, uh, all that kind of stuff. And then towards the end, uh, I actually made my first start. Uh, we had just one conference. Uh, we played Tiffin, one conference, and then we were playing at UND. And uh, so our starter was pretty banged up. He was dealing with some injuries all year, uh, shin splints, and he just couldn't, couldn't get away from them. And this was probably 15 minutes before the game kicked off. We're in the locker room getting the final prep in, all that. And coach comes out to me, he goes, hey, you're in, you're starting this game. And I'm like, oh, man, like this, like everything I've worked for is like come to this moment. And like now it's it's right in front of me. Like I need to do what I can to, you know, kind of seize the moment. You know, it's cliche, but, uh, you know, do whatever I can here. And so I went out and I played a pretty good game. And uh, we, uh, we, we ended up losing that game, but we did make playoffs. So it was like the first time in – x number of years that we had been to the playoffs and you know i was able to start that game and uh the senior austin sandusky who's a just a heck of an athlete uh we would split time during that game and and whatnot we did that for the next playoff game as well 
And so it was just a good experience learning from him too, because, you know, he had been there, he'd been a three year starter uh, before me. And so just kind of learning from him, uh, just kind of how to go about my business and whatnot. And he was always so supportive on the sidelines when I did start. And when I was in there, you know, trying to make plays and whatnot, he was always, you know, helping me out and kind of leading me in the right direction. But were you, did you have nerves or were you like jacked up when coach said, Hey man, it's, it's your turn. It was, I, I think I probably went blank for a second, really. <laughs> I was just like, I, I don't know what you to do. Like, uh, who's he talking to? Yeah, I was, I was just like thinking, oh, I hope my parents came to this one. <laughs> 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 I, I, hope, I, I hope they're here. I hope they're here. But, uh, yeah, so they were there, so that was good. But, uh, you know, I'm sure it was a surprise for them, too, because they had no idea. And, sure. Uh, I know my brothers back home were watching on TV, too, and they had no idea. And I remember – I think uh, we had a group text going, like a little family group text, and uh, just seeing, like, you could tell when the game started. And one of my brothers was like, holy cow, he's starting. Like, he's in. Like, let's go. <laughs> Why didn't he tell us? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so was there quite a uh, transition going from quarterback to, you know, in high school to wide receiver in college? Or, I mean, at least you're on the same side of the ball, and, and it, it's they obviously relate quite a bit. Was there a transition period for you? Yeah, definitely a little bit of a transition. Uh, just as far as, I mean, I've only lined up and ran routes a handful of times. Uh, and so just kind of like the nuances of the game, the little things uh, here and there. But, in the, you know, in the same sense, I played quarterback you know, for most of my life. So I do have some extra knowledge as far as, you know, when to expect different types of routes or like what the quarterback's going to be looking for here and there. Uh, you know, just like those little, those little things that maybe some people won't pick up on from not having that uh, quarterback experience. Absolutely. Uh, who are some teammates that you see breaking out this fall? There's a whole host of guys that, you know, are going to have a good opportunity to really contribute. Uh, one of the, we have a freshman, uh, he redshirted last year. Uh, his name's Mike Harding. He plays tight end. And I'm telling you, this kid is big, tall, fast strong runs smooth routes he can catch he, you know he really does it also I'm really excited about him uh and then our quarterback uh from last year his name's Luke Keller he's from Zionsville Indiana uh you know he's a he's like 6'3 six, 6'4 six, and the kid's got a cannon on him uh he ended, he was freshman of the year in our conference last year and so I'm just really excited to see the game really slow down for him and just see that big stride he makes from year one to year two, just being more comfortable with us and the offense and everything like that. So, uh, yeah, I'm really excited about that. Uh, how would you want your teammates to describe you when you're, uh, you know, your, your college play, uh, playing days are done? Yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, I don't really like talking about myself a whole lot. You know, I'm used to, you know, it's about the guys around me all the time. But, uh, you know, I really try to hang my hat on just being the guy that's going to play hard and he's going to play, you know, fast and for as long as he can. And Coach Chen used to always tell us in high school, you got to kill me to beat me. And I think that's kind of what I've hung my hat on and the mentality that I've brought uh, to football at whatever level. Uh, you know, it's just I'm going to line up and I'm going to play hard for, you know, as long as I can go. Um, you know, I might get knocked down more times than not, but, you know, hop right back up and, you know, let's get going. So, so what are your uh, plans for, you know, at, once college is finished, what do you got going on? 
Yeah, so I'm in a little unique situation, I would like to say. Uh, so my family owns funeral homes. Uh, we have one in Bellevue, one in Clyde, Foos and Foos Funeral Service. And so I'm studying finance right now. Uh, I'm going to get my degree in that. And then after school, I'll do all the necessary things to get licensed uh, in mortuary science. Uh, so that way I can be, you know, full-time at the funeral home. And so just, you know, working there, I want to come back to Bellevue. I want to coach. Definitely, definitely don't want to give up football too soon. I want to get in the coaching and, you know, kind of give back. Uh, you know, football opened up so many doors and opportunities and experiences for me. That's what I want to do, you know, for the next generation of kids coming up. I want to, I want them to have that same opportunity that I had. Absolutely. Uh, who would you say is one of the best players you've ever played with or against? Ah. Uh, I'll start with against. Uh, so this was so about my sophomore year playoffs. We played uh, Keystone, and they had a kid by the name of C.J. Conrad, and he ended up going on to Kentucky as a tight end, and he was an All SEC uh, athlete. And then I'm pretty sure he was with the Giants for a little bit last year. I'm not sure where he's at now, or whether he's if he's still with the Giants or not. But this kid was, you know, it was just you see the different notch of athlete that, you know, a person can be. And that was him. It was basically let him line up and we were going to run the other way. Uh, and that's kind of, that's kind of, I mean, you couldn't run it to him. He was just, he was just too good really. And uh, you know, you're talking about a defensive end that's making tackles away from him, running away from him 30 yards down the field. Like, I, I remember like rolling out or something and, you know, breaking a run and I get tackled and it's probably 35 yards down the field and it's him I and mean, he was on the backside of the play like I just got chased down by a, a defensive end here <laughs> that's awesome so who would you say is the uh the best player you've ever played with best player I ever played with oh that's you know I was lucky uh in high school I played alongside some really good players you know guys like Seth Linder and Chase Gore and Jared Hoy and people like that. Uh, but probably the best player I played with would be Bryce Ray. Uh, he was my running back. And it was kind of cool because we played middle school football all together. And I was always his quarterback and he was always my running back. And so you're talking from, you know, fifth grade to senior year, you know, minus a year and eight friends because he was a great goal. But uh, yeah, I mean, this kid was just, you know, he would do anything really to win the game. And he was asked a lot to, you know, open the holes for me. Uh, and so I just put my hand on his back and, and we went and let him do all the dirty work. And I, you know, I was able to score the touchdowns and, you know, do all that stuff. But, you know, if it wasn't for him, then half that stuff, you know, it doesn't even happen. So did you have any pregame uh, or, or postgame rituals in high school or college? Uh, I'm actually like completely – different from when I was in high school to college high school it was like psyched myself out to like the max like I didn't talk to anybody off Friday uh, I just remember like not getting any sleep before games just being just almost like a nervous wreck kind of and going in the field house I used to sit we have like stairs that go up and there's this really dark corner underneath the stairs I used to pull a chair in there and I'd sit in there and just listen to my music and <laughs> uh you know just kind of psych myself up a little bit uh but college is different um I think I'm just I'm a little more laid back I guess I don't I still get psyched up that's just how I play I, you know 
sometimes gotta get calmed down a little bit but uh yeah just before college games uh I get there super early that's probably one of my nervous ticks is I gotta be there early so if, if I'm not there a couple hours early I feel like I'm late and I'll be the only one out on the field there'll be a couple guys out there just whether I'm out there just warming up doing different you know footwork drills to get warmed up listen to my music and you know just kind of hanging out enjoying the game day atmosphere and, and whatnot good deal uh what's your favorite sports movie favorite sports movie i think that's oh man so many, i have to go so with friday I, I i know it's tough uh i'd have to go with friday night lights love it why you are correct, by the way. Great movie. Just a, just a great movie. I, we used to watch – every year we do team movie nights on Thursdays uh, in high school, and that seems to be the one that would be played a couple times a year usually. It's like, oh, we don't know what to watch. All right, put in Friday Night Lights. Let's watch that. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It's just something about that movie. Just, uh, I just kind of relate to it, I, I guess, in like some way. Uh, just kind of hits home. Love it. Love it. Uh, do you have any hidden, uh, hidden talents? Hidden talents. Or, or is there anything Man. that, uh, most people can do and you cannot do at all? Oh man. I'm trying to think. I'm a terrible singer. A lot of people can sing. I don't sound very good at all. I, I try to in the car, but it just, it doesn't work but uh other than that, i'm not gonna sing on the podcast that's that's <laughs> not the next question <laughs> what songs are you belting out in the car man little whitney houston i hope anything anything i'll, I'll belt out whitney houston it, it doesn't matter whatever whatever comes up we'll give it a go love it um last question here um pick three athletes living or not uh who you would have dinner with what I would have dinner with. Three uh, number one, I would have dinner with LeBron James just because I'm the biggest LeBron fan. I will defend that he is the GOAT until the day I die. Okay. And I get in so many arguments up at school about it. I just get so heated, and my friends know that, so they always bring it up. <laughs> so Le LeBron, LeBron James, uh, number two all basketball guys i'd say kobe just because it's, i mean it's kobe yep. uh you know kind of his lessons kind of go for whatever sport you're playing or just life in general that whole mamba mentality yep. type of thing and then three uh joe thomas probably just because just ask him how he did it how you survived that long with the browns <laughs> just no success at all just, just, just more so to shake his hand and say thank you. Really, I think. <laughs> are, are you a big time Browns fan? Yeah, I am. Unfortunately, this is the year, though. This is yeah. I was say, this is uh, that this, this is the year. This is the year, and it goes. You know, it figures that you know COVID will probably screw it up somehow, right? Yeah, yeah. If COVID doesn't screw it up, someone on the Browns staff will. So <laughs> it's uh, you know, it's just it's just a matter of time. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, Alec, man, I really appreciate you being on the podcast and best of luck this fall. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. It was awesome. Thanks a lot for listening to another episode of the bases loaded podcast and be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at basis podcast.